Good morning, everyone. The overarching topic of Arbat Aminim is obviously its hidur, its, its beauty. And one of the concepts and one of the uh, main themes behind the beauty is spending money in order to get a beautiful Arbat Aminim. And people for generations have spent a lot of money, even in times when they have not had money, in order to have a beautiful etrog and a beautiful lulav, and they come to Beit Knesset. And there are stories that people even have to sell precious items in order to get their lulav and etrog. Now because of this situation, the uh, etrog sellers and dealers have taken advantage, as human beings sometimes do, of the situation. And they have, um, and they have overpriced, overcharged, and have gouged the market in order to uh, be able to, to make more money. They have made sure to, 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 to jack up the prices. So what is the rabbinic perspective on that is the question. This question was asked to Rabbi Rafael Ankawa, Hamalach Rabbi Rafael, the chief rabbi in Morocco in the 1920s. And he has a teshuvah into Afot Re'im, Siman Tzadi Alif that was a question coming from Darbida, which is from, uh, from Casablanca, how the way that business was run in regarding Etrogim in Morocco was that they would get them from the south of Morocco in a place close to the area of Tarudant. And that's where they would go get Etrogim. And the Etrogim till today are known for their beauty, especially this year, many, many people in Kladisar are going to get them because they don't have Shemitah issues and they are... They are uh, one of the finest etrogim, of the finest etrogim in the world. And people would take advantage of that. They would go there. And what they would do, says Rabbi Rafalankawa, is that they would bribe the governor. They would give him bakshish. They would, they would bribe him. And they would take control of the etrog field. And that way only they are able to sell. They have a monopoly. And they're, able to, uh, and they're able to make a lot of business. And Rabbi Rafael was asked, is there a solution? So says Rabbi Rafael Ankawa, the following solution. And before I tell you the solution, I want to tell you that the Hasidim also have a similar issue with strimals. They have the big fur hats and they cost more and more money. One of the, the Ger Rebbeim, the Lev Simcha, saw that they were jacking up the prices with the strimals and he called up the strimal maker and he told him, if you don't lower your prices, next Shabbat I'm coming to Beit Knesset with an up hat. With a hat. Hey, if he comes, the Rebbe comes with a hat, everybody's going to buy a hat, no more strimals. Needless to say, they cut down the prices. Well, Rabbi Rafael Kawa threatened the same thing. He said, if you don't lower your prices, I'm going to make a rule that only one etrog and one lulav for the whole community. It's going to be $100, yes, we'll pay your $100 price, and everybody's going to chip in a dollar, and everybody's going to have a portion, is going to be a shutaf, and is going to be a partner in this itrog. So, needless to say, that that is a very effective solution. And Rabbi Lefankawa writes, is this a proper solution or not? And he says, he has two proofs from two gemarot that it's allowed. Number one, the gemara in Masechet Sukkah, Daflam Amudbet, has a machloket, what is a proper uh, hadas? So Rabbi Akiva says, even if you have one hadas, but it's complete on top, it's not katum, it's okay. Rabbi Tarfon says, even if you have three, you have to have three of them, but even if they're cut off, it's okay. So the Gemara says the following. 
The Gemara says, Amar Amar Shmuel. The halacha is like Rabbi Tarfon. And Shmuel is consistent with his opinion, says the Gemara. The Amar Shmuel Lehanim Demizavni Asa. Shmuel told those who are selling different hadasim. Ashvu Uzvinu. Lower your price and sell. The Ilo, and if not, Darishna Luke Rabbi Tarfon. I'm going to tell everyone that. Halacha is like Rabbi Tarfon. They get three cutoffs. Three cutoff hadasim is very easy to get. And the Gemara says, well, if he didn't hold it was the halacha, so how could he say that? Obviously, he held it was the halacha. But you see from here that Shmuel threatened to follow the opinion that is not mehadrin, not the best opinion, but in order to be able to make sure that prices don't go high. And there's another Gemara, Rabbi Rafael Ankoa, brings in the Psachim Daflamid Amud Aleph, which there's a question about pots after Pesach. Are they able to be? Uh, are they able to be uh, to be used if they had if they had uh, if they had chametz over achrei Pesach? So Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion you could use those pots. Shmuel once again told the pot owners, "You better lower your prices because they knew that they could jack up the price because some people would throw out their pots at chametz. They didn't know there was earthenware pots. They didn't know if kashrut worked so well. So he says you better be careful to lower the price." As kandi. Those who sold pots. You better lower your price. On your pots. If not, I'm going to say that. So once again, you see over here an unbelievable, uh, uh, an unbelievable uh, insight on Chachamim, how they're careful that the market shouldn't go crazy. And sometimes they have to implement certain takanot, which was true in those times. It was true in the time of Rabbi uh, Rifan Kawa. And it was true in the Strimal time. And it's true till today. Chazaku Baruch.